For the last two videos, we've been talking about how to develop the character of Christ. That's our definition of spiritual maturity that we're using in uh, this series on basic training, where I'm trying to give you the basics of how to grow in your relationship with God. So we want to develop the character of Christ. We want to grow and look more like Christ and less like our old selves, and that's what spiritual maturity is. What I want to do in this video is just share with you some insights that Jesus gave us about spiritual maturity. The actual word maturity or, or to mature doesn't show up very often in the New Testament. Now the concept does, it's all over the place, but he only uses the word once in the Gospels and it's only used a couple of other times in the epistles. So I want to go to Luke chapter 8 and I want to show you what he says about maturity and it's actually a warning to tell us what keeps us from maturing in faith. So Jesus tells this parable. Uh, it's called the parable of the seeds. It's also called the parable of the hearts. And it's in Luke 8, 4 through 15. And if you'll look at that, here's, here's what he says. He says there's four kinds of hearts or seeds is what he uses in the illustration. The first is the hard heart. And this is seed that falls on the hard ground. And because the ground is hard, it can never penetrate into the soil and it can't grow spiritually. And so it ends up uh, withering and dying because there's, there's no way that the seed can penetrate the hardness of the soil. He said there are hard-hearted people out there. And when the seed of the Word of God hits them, their hearts are so hard that it just bounces off. That seed of truth from God can't penetrate their hard hearts to get into their hearts to begin to grow them up in Christ. They just won't allow it. You've met these people before. These are the people that when you begin to speak truth into their lives or talk to them about Jesus, they get really resentful and they're mad and they're angry or they look at you like they have no idea what you're talking about. Those are those hard-hearted people. Then he says there's this second group of people and he says it's like seed that is thrown on, on a ground that's full of stones, full of rocks. And, and what happens is the seed can actually penetrate the soil, but because of the stones and the rocks, it can never develop root system. And because there's no root system, then the plant ends up at the first sign of trouble, ends up just withering and dying. And he says there's people like that. They come, they, they, they know Christ, they accept Christ, but they never grow the roots of maturity. See, this whole series about growing roots of maturity, they never grow roots. So when life gets tough, when they get persecuted, he specifically says when they get persecuted because of the Word, when life gets tough, they start questioning God, they don't have a faith, they don't have a foundation, they have no root system, and so he says they fall away. They just walk away from their faith because they never matured or grew up in their faith. And so when the hard times came, they walked away. I have seen so many Christians like this. That's why I'm doing this series. That's why I wrote this manual, is because I am seeing Christians and they, they came to Christ. And as long as things are great, yeah, we love Jesus. But when the persecution comes and the hard times come, out comes fear and out comes where is God in all this and why is God allowing this to happen to me? And I'm watching people walk away from their faith because they never grew in spiritual maturity. Their roots never went deep in to their faith and so they don't have the faith to see us through. I'm doing this because the, what's happened the last two years with the pandemic and politics and all this stuff, I believe these are just the precursors of some pretty tough times to come. And I think 
Christians, if we don't have our faith deeply rooted in Christ, we're going to have some really hard times. That's why I'm doing this entire series, is to prepare you for what's ahead. And there's some people, if they don't mature, if they don't let those roots grow deep, they're going to fall away. They're going to walk away from their faith during this. Well, that leads us to the third one, and the one I really want to talk about today. And that third soil is what he calls thorny soil. And so what happens is that the seed is planted, it goes down into the soil, and it does grow roots. Praise God, it grows roots, so it, it's going to stay. It's not going to blow away. They're not going to walk away from their faith. But the thorns, what they are is they're just, they're just distractions. These are distracted Christians that keep them from ever growing deep into spiritual maturity. And here's where Jesus does us a great favor. He literally says there in, in the parable, he says, they never grow into spiritual maturity. Oh, great, he's about to tell us. He is. Because of their worries, riches, and pleasures. He says there's three things in life that Satan is going to put in your life that's going to keep you from growing into spiritual maturity, that makes you a distracted, thorny Christian. <laughs> and he says it's worries, riches, and pleasures. He said those are the three things. Everything Satan will do will fall into one of those three categories. Those are the three categories that can actually get you wound up around your axle so you can't grow in spiritual maturity in Christ. So I just want to talk about those three just for a few minutes. The first one is worries. The worries of this life. What are the worries of this life that can keep us from maturing in Christ? Well, I think the most practical one can be financial worries. I, I, I see a lot of people just worry about paying their bills, about where the rent money's coming from. I think that can be a real practical worry. Um, I think worrying about our kids. I find a lot of parents that don't trust in the Lord, but they really worry about their kids and worry about what's going on with their kids. I think that can, that can be a worry that can keep us from maturing. I think, I think there's circumstantial worries around our, our world right now, just the politics and the future of America. I think those are worries that can keep people from maturing. I certainly think the whole thing with vaccines and COVID and all of the lies that are being propagated in media on both sides, I think that causes people to really have a lot of fear and a lot of worry. Those are just those worries of this life. You can worry about marriage, you can worry about your career, you can, all those things that worry, they keep you from spiritual maturity. Well, why? Well, think about it. What is worry? Worry is a sign that I'm not trusting in God. I have simple trust in God. That simple trust helps me grow in my faith and grow in my spiritual maturity. So what Satan tries to do is, Satan says, you know what, I don't want Brad to grow up to be spiritually mature. I mean, I've lost him. And so at least I want to keep him wound up in worry so he can't mature. Because if I'm worried all the time, I'm not trusting God. I'm not placing my faith in God. And when I don't place my faith in God and trust Him, I can't grow spiritually in Him. So Jesus just said, look, I just want to do you a favor and let you know the things that Satan are going to try to do to keep you from growing up. And the first one is worry. And so you need to look at your own life. And you need to ask yourself the question, am I worrying about some things that I'm not giving over to God, that I'm not putting in His hand, that I'm not trusting Him with, that would keep me from growing spiritually, growing up to be like Him? What are those things? You need to write them down. Uh, get one of these manuals. Write it down. Write it down. 
and then take those to God and one by one put those off. Put those off. Remember we talked about putting off and putting on last week. Put those off. Leave those with Jesus and replace it with what? Simple trust in Him. So there's worries. Second is riches or wealth. Now, first of all, let me just say, there's nothing wrong with wealth. Money's not bad. Money is, is amoral. In fact, in the right hands, money uh, serves to do some wonderful things in the kingdom of God. So don't ever think that God hates money. He doesn't. Money is just what we need to, to have commerce and to live in this society. It's not the money that's the problem. It's our hearts that's the problem. Uh, Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But Jesus understands a truth about money that is very, very, very difficult sometimes for us to understand. And that is, of everything in our lives, money is the easiest to become a rival god. He calls it mammon. And he says, it's easy for you to control money until you get a little bit, and then it's easy for money to turn around and control you. And as soon as your money is controlling you, then guess what happens? It's an idol. It's a rival God. And money uh, can, can change our hearts so easily, so easy for us to become greedy. And so what happens is, is, is people, people when, when we don't have anything, we're desperate for God, just absolutely desperate. And then as we call out to God and He begins to give us things, and things get better, then we have a tendency to become complacent. Part of the reason having money is so dangerous is it causes spiritual uh, complacency. Uh, I call it an anesthesia. It deadens our need for spirituality. We have a great need for spirituality. We have a need for Jesus Christ. Money has a tendency to deaden that, that uh, need, to deaden us from understanding that we need Jesus. And so we become complacent. And you know what happens when we become complacent? We have a tendency to sabotage ourselves then and lose everything because of bad decisions. Money can just, it causes spiritual complacency if we're not careful because we don't need God for all of these things because we have our money to buy our way out of all these things. And so it's very difficult to have a lot of money and to have that, that dependency and that desperation from God that we need because so many of the things in life that God feels authentically, we let money feel temporarily. Now, money doesn't fill those needs. It's just a temporary fix. God is the permanent fix. But money really, really hurts that, that uh, felt need for God. We always say in Embark, the hardest thing a man will ever do is manage his success. And the reason is success breeds complacency. Money breeds complacency. It, it takes away that felt need for God. And so Jesus just says, listen, you need to understand something. Money, money is great. Man, I hope you make a lot of money. Fantastic. But it's not going to help your spiritual life. It's not going to help you walk with God. It's not going to make you spiritually mature. In fact, here's the warning. The warning is... Be careful of money because money can stand in the way of you, between you and God. It can keep you from maturing. It can become an idol. It can become a rival God. It can deaden your spiritual need. And so you have to be careful about money. Jesus cared enough about this one, and this is so important. One out of every six verses in the gospel, Jesus talks about money. The only thing he talks more about money is the kingdom of God and prayer.
That's how much he talks about money. We don't like to talk about money. You know why? Because we know it's a rival God, and we like it. And so he says you have to be careful because money, wealth, riches, it can keep you from maturing in Christ. And so you need to ask yourself the question, is my money keeping me from maturing in Christ? Am I able to develop the character of Christ? Am I willing to go through this process of putting off and putting on that we talked about last week in the video? Am I, am I able to do that or is my money giving me a sense of complacency that I don't have this need for God, that I don't have this urgency for my spiritual life the way I did is if everything was taken away from me. Trust me, if everything was taken away from you, you would have an urgent need for God. Can you keep that urgency and still have money? That's what Jesus is talking about when he says you gotta be careful. Money can keep you from maturing, okay? So he says, look, Satan's gonna try to use three things to keep you from maturing, right? Your worries, just the worries of this life. Riches, your money, they can spiritually deaden you. And then finally, he says the pleasures of this world, just the pleasures. Now, I could talk about sin pleasures. You know about the sin pleasures. But you know, there's a lot of pleasures of this world that can keep us from maturing in Christ. What's he talking about? He's talking about anything, anything that we can use in this world that keeps us from putting God first. It keeps us from developing the character of Christ. So it can be everything from um, a sport. I love to play golf. Uh, can I keep that and manage that, keep it in balance so it doesn't keep me from my spiritual maturity in Christ? In other words, I can play golf once a week and I'm great, but am I playing every weekend? And so I'm not spending time with my wife. Am I playing on Sunday so I'm not involved in a church? Am, am I playing enough that I don't have time for a quiet time and pursue my relationship with God because I'm too consumed about that sport? It can happen with bowling. It can happen with football and watching football. It can be TV. I've seen people get boats and they like to go out on the lake and suddenly every weekend they're on the lake and they're neglecting their relationship with God. It can be children's sports. That's probably the biggest one in America is you get your kids involved in these kids' sports and you're gone everywhere, all the time, every weekend. You're spending tons of money, tons of time, and suddenly you're not plugged into a life of Christ anymore because you, this pleasure of this world has just kind of taken your attention away. Listen, there's nothing wrong with television. There's nothing wrong with sports. There's nothing wrong with kids' sports. There's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. But can you manage it and not let it get in the way of you growing up and spiritually maturing in Christ. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I'm not saying the pleasures are bad. I'm saying don't let them get away in the way of your relationship with God. So my number one priority in life is I need to be maturing in Christ. I need to be developing the character of Christ, becoming more like Him. That's number one priority. Jesus says, I need you to put that first, and I'm going to honor you in that, and I'm going to grow you up in Christ and bless your life. But I'm telling you, Satan's going to do three things. He's going to distract you through the pleasures of this world. All those things I just talked about. He's going to distract you with your money, and he's going to distract you with practical worries. And you have to work through those. You have to sit down and look at those. And you have to keep those in balance so that you can grow spiritually in Christ. That's what you can distract you from being the man or woman of God that God has called you to be.
That's the distractions. That's, that's the, the detriment to a spiritual relationship with God. But there's four, there's four seeds or four hearts in this parable, and the fourth one is, is a good heart. A good and noble heart is what he calls it in Luke chapter 8. And this heart is an amazing heart. And here are the, the, the characteristics of a heart that is fully maturing in Christ and developing the character of Christ. He said, this person knows the word, retains the word or applies the word, and then has perseverance. And he says, by perseverance, produces a crop 30, 60, and 100 fold. So when you're spiritually maturing in Christ, you have three characteristics in your life. One, you're knowing the word. You know what that means? You're in it. You're reading it. You're absorbing it. You're in it every day. You can't grow spiritually in Christ without knowing the Word. If you don't have a personal quiet time and you're not reading the Bible every day, you're not growing spiritually. That's number one. Number two, not only are you reading it, you're retaining it. You're applying it. James would call being a doer of the Word. And he says if you're a doer of the Word, if you're applying the truth, then it comes from head knowledge to what? Heart knowledge. And what are we changing? We're changing the heart to change the head to change the actions. Okay? The word comes into the head, but can we apply it and put it in the heart? Because if we apply it and put it in the heart, then it will change the, the mind that will change the actions. Right? So are you applying the word of God? It's one thing to know it, but are you applying it? And he says, and then second, not only do you apply it, but, but then third, by persevering. Here's what you have to understand about the Christian walk in spiritual maturity. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Perseverance is a very important trait, character trait for a Christian. Because I'm telling you, Satan is relentless and he'll never let go. He'll never stop tempting you. The world is relentless. It will never quit trying to suck you in. And so this calling to be a Christian is a calling to go against the current of, of culture. Now I want you to think about it. How easy is it to swim in a river when you're going downstream? It's really simple. I mean, basically all you do is you just let the water carry you. How hard is it to swim upstream? To take a river and swim into the current is very, very difficult. Well, when I come out of the pattern of this world and I die to it and I'm now going to walk in Jesus Christ and spiritually mature, I am swimming upstream in culture. I have my own flesh battling against me. I've got Satan battling against me. I've got the culture battling against me. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to take perseverance. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take time. But if I do it, I will spiritually grow up and mature in Christ, and I will have the abundant life. I will have everything that the world is looking for they can't find. Love and joy and peace, all of those contentment, those are the things I'll have in my heart that's what everyone's looking for so frantically, and I can have it, but it's going to take that hard work of swimming upstream against culture, against the enemy, and sometimes against my own fleshly desires and giving my life to Christ. But that's spiritual maturity, and God blesses that like you wouldn't believe. Let me tell you something. I, I promise you this. The journey is worth it. The journey is worth it. But don't be deceived and think it's going to be easy. It's going to take some perseverance. But what's going to happen, the, the, the change that's going to happen in your heart, the change that's going to happen in your life, 
the, the change that's going to happen in your relationships for the better, the peace in your heart, the contentment that you have, it will all be worth it. And so Jesus tells this wonderful parable, and this kind of wraps up chapter 2 of, of, this, uh, of this manual to say this, you need to mature in Christ. Don't be distracted by the tactics of the enemy. Know the Word, retain it, and persevere through. And what you're going to receive is an unbelievable gift of not only salvation, but God's ever-living presence in your heart. Let's pray. Father, thank You for our time today in the Word. Lord, thank You for this parable. Thank You for the warning about the things that can keep us from maturing. Lord, I pray that every one of us will, will take the time and the discipline to grow up in our faith. In Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for watching today. Uh, go over to my website, uh, embarkmen.com. Take a look around. There's other teachings. Uh, if you want to support this ministry, if this ministry feeds you spiritually, uh, go on there and donate to the ministry, and we will use that ministry, uh, that money to help grow the ministry, to impact more people uh, with the Word of God. God bless you. Have a great week.